It's Bud Pod 136. 136. Uh, Hun, see this. <laughs> it's um, someone who's newly married, who's just seen uh, a, a re- reduced uh, a deal on cheap uh, kitchen roll. Hun, see this. <laughs> An offer for a city for break to Prague. Yeah. Hun, see this. Would you be uh, <laughs> Would you be a little perturbed if someone said to you, Hey, Pierre, see this, instead of, Hey, Pierre, look at this. Because, like, hey, see this. That's correct, but it is, it's a bit off. You know what's weird is that it's actually, it sounds a lot more correct if you say it as a question. Like, hey, you see this? Oh, yeah. Then it works, but... Yeah, whereas you can't do look at this as a question. Hey, you look at this? You look at this? <laughs> hey, you look at this now? <laughs> yeah, that's quite a sinister sort of request. Uh, hey, yeah. you look at this? Hey, you look at this? Or you, And your family doesn't get hurt? You look at this now? It's also weird, like... If someone was offering you a taste of something, a bite of something, like, to try it out. If you said, hey, hey, try this, you'd be like, oh, okay. Whereas if someone said, hey, eat this. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, why? Eat this. Why? Try this. It's okay. It's true. It's true. That's weird. Yeah, that's true. Hey, try this. Ooh, exciting. Hey, eat this. It's poisoned. It's poisoned. <laughs> yeah, or like. You're, you're, you'd only say, eat this, if it's like, you have to take this pill before we go into space, which we're about to do, by the way. <laughs> Quick, eat this. Or you're about, to, you're about to machine gun a gang. Yeah, or like a... A, a, a biker gang. You're about to take a... Eat p- this! A, <laughs> you're about to take a pill that renders you immune to the effects of the poison gas that's about to be released. Eat this. Yeah. Quick, eat this. Even then, you say, "Take this, quick! Take this, take this." No, I think you have to be clear. You'd have to be clear that it has to, you have to be it has to be put in your mouth. Yeah, if 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 Morpheus had offered Neo the pill to come out the Matrix and said, "Hey, try this," <laughs> like it was a little piece of baklava. <laughs> Don't be a, a a blue baklava cuck, Pierre. <laughs> No, I've, I need to get red baklavad. <laughs> yeah. Matrix is a Greek word, isn't it? Like matrices, matrix, or is that a Latin word? Maybe it's Latin. Ah. Oh, yeah, maybe it's Latin. That'd be funny to watch. I'd, I'd watch Greek Matrix. That'd be a funny remake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about Greek people, modern Greek culture, to to to, to flourish this um parody oh uh i guess oh excuse me i guess neo is like dodging plates that someone's throwing that's good i like that there i like that yeah it's matrix meets my big fat greek way yeah. <laughs> yeah my big fat greek matrix <laughs> um and yeah he's called he's called uh neophiles nice Something like that. Yeah, I think this could be... I think this has legs. Let's sell it to Hollywood. Or rather, Grollywood. I've just spilt my 
a drop of my drink on my phone my phone screen and it's like i've got i've got no absorbent paper here but i've got so ma- many envelopes <laughs> and i try to wipe it with an envelope and it just you like you know when you think all paper is a bit absorbent but this is literally won't take any it's just moving it around the screen <laughs> it's like i thought paper could absorb uh, Why do well, you have so many envelopes? Are you like Ringo Starr and you have to reply to every fan letter? <laughs> I'm currently at my office desk, which is literally just a desk in an empty cavernous room. <laughs> yes, um, yes, like you're a, you're a more kind of paperwork-minded version of the Punisher, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'm Q in James Bond and I've had to hastily relocate to a new safe house. Yes, 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 yeah. Yeah. Did um, did you do that thing where you think, I'm going to set up a home office, and then you just buy all the things that a home office would have needed in the 70s? <laughs> I'll get paper yeah, clips. I've got, a, I need to, I've got to clip this paper. Uh, sorry to any podbuds if you can hear my fax machine starting up um, <laughs> later on. It's a really big one. Yeah. Uh, what were you talking about? Uh, a load of bullshit, really, Phil. A load of apps. Well, speaking of Q, I saw I saw the new James Bond. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun <sighs> rollick. Uh, I thought the the lady character, Leia Sado's character, was a bit wet. Yeah. I feel like they kind of feel they can have their cake and eat it with the lady characters in James Bond these days because they know they have to. Oh, yeah, we gotta get Phoebe Waller Bridge on, and she's gonna, you know, um, Twitter proof our script. <laughs> <laughs> and there is one. There is, <laughs> um, and the the lovely Anna de Armas's character. Um, she, I mean, that she just. It, they might as well just have put a watermark over her scenes going, Phoebe Waller-Bridge did this because they just, she just gets to her mission at the end of her mission with Bond and goes, that was very good. And he goes, you were excellent. And they go, thank you. Nice to meet you. Hopefully work again in a professional capacity. <laughs> and that's it. And you're like, I think, I think Waller-Bridge did that. But then, <laughs> but then, but then with Leia Sado's character, she's so fucking wet. She's like, James, please, James. But then maybe twice in the movie, he's in danger, and then the gunshot comes out of nowhere, and it's bah, bah. And it's like, oh, it's Leia Seydoux. Maybe this damsel isn't in such... Maybe this damsel can look after her own self. But then they straight away forget that, and she's back to, James, please. Boo, boo. <laughs> I it's didn't it's a franchise that's unsure. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's a franchise that is sort of in flux, I guess. Yeah, well, politically speaking, it's it's one of those things where like you do sort of wonder if you're in charge of the James Bond franchise, are you trying to appeal to people who never liked it anyway? Mm. You know, like are you putting are you putting a a, a, a hand knitted pussy hat on a NASCAR? <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. The people like 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 all the people who would appreciate that gesture like aren't interested. Like it's not going to help with the problem of NASCAR and NASCAR fans. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. But James James Bond, you know, they need to start appealing to 
millennials and younger, right? Because their their traditional fan base is dying, literally. Well, they, they but they. My point more is like they the people who were huge Bond fans were always like almost entirely like male, like people mm. who like action films. I mean, that's inherently what it is. It's not like there was ever a time where an entire generation thought that it was a marvelous. Like, do you know any women who are into Bond? I, I like the ones I know who are even uh, seen a few. It's always because like their dad would put them on at Christmas. Right. Yeah. Like it's, no, that's a good point. It's it's like. But then I don't know any women, Pierre. That's so, true. Well, you know, you've, it's a you've, difficult question for me to answer. Well, you've sworn uh, to not speak to another woman until you, after your big fight. What I can say is none of my Japanese love pillows like Bond. <laughs> uh, that's a small sample, uh, but that, <laughs> but it's pretty damning. Are you saying that none of those holograms you're in love with have <laughs> have seen James Bond? No, my hollow bride won't watch one with you. She won't watch any with me. Not even Casino Royale. <laughs> the Bond franchise is so repellent and boring to most women that even the holographic ones are, can we put something else on? Just like a bored robot. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. I was surprised to enjoy Bond because in my mind, James Bond is very boring. And I always put off watching it. Um, yeah. And then I watched, I watched uh, No Time to Die, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty fun, actually." And then last night on my own, like I was divorced, I watched uh, Spectre because I hadn't actually seen that one and Bridges the Gap. I just watched Spectre on my own for two and a half hours, and it was also fun. I was like, "Oh, these are quite fun, actually." I think I think because I, I think Quantum of Solace was so bad that it's t- it's taking a lot to override that perception that i have of them maybe it's just cuz we're in our 30s now so we just have to like bond mm yeah i think yeah i, I don't like to think i'm th- I, I don't say i'm in my 30s cuz i'm i'm only 31 okay i think you have to be in 32 you have to have you have to have uh, numerous 30s under your belt before you're in your 30s you know uh, okay you know what i mean you think you you kind of think well you got to have both feet in that in that uh... grave <laughs> grave yeah yeah that's fair okay yeah I accept that um, yeah I don't know I just I always think like this that if I like, I'm fine with them making Bond you know not a misogynist racist evil whatever like whatever the the political stuff is but if you try and just add in a lot of stuff to appeal to a demographic that by and large and it's not insulting, like it's 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 to their credit. It's not taken in by this quite silly franchise. <laughs> like I like it, but I don't. I like it's not, you know. <laughs> I mean, Ian Ian Fleming, when he was writing them, when he was alive, was like happy to admit that it was stuff for like t- young young men to read on trains when they were bored and sort of make them excited and a bit horny. You know, he he he's basically right, yeah, yeah, yeah. he he knew what he was up to. He was an absolute money making machine. He was popping out bonds left and right. Yeah, it was the it was the Mrs. Brown's boys of its day, Phil. <laughs> Mrs. 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 Bond. Brown's bonds. Mrs. Bond. Mrs. Bond's boys. Mrs. Bond's yeah. boys. <laughs> no toy to doy. That's how it would be spelled on the. 
Nice. On the poster, because it, <laughs> it was the movie, wasn't it, with Mrs. Brown? <laughs> did you did you watch Mrs. Brown the movie? No, I did. I've not even watched Mrs. Brown the the TV show. What? I, I think I watched like a second um, <laughs> before vomiting instantly and having to turn it off. Um, I've watched a whole episode, Phil. You watched a full episode. Yeah. Hmm. And um, what did you think? Um, it was, it was, it was, it was mostly what I thought it would be, but I, w- I wasn't aware of just how much like looking at the camera and, and like kind of being on almost like they were on a stage set rather than being filmed for TV. It would be. Right. So it's like a bit like Fleabag really. Yeah, I would say, <laughs> yes, I would say in a way that it's the original Fleabag. Yes. It is the original Fleabag. It's true. And now Bond is the new Fleabag. <laughs> Flea Bond. Flea Bond. <laughs> that's that's quite a fun way into the interior monologue of James Bond. You'd have to just look at the camera and go, "I don't actually want a martini. I'm quite tired, but I feel like I should." <laughs> um, um, one thing. One thing I will say though is um, that. By No Time to Die, Daniel Craig is far too old. He is too old. Inspector, he gets with Leia Seydoux and you're like, alright, yeah, 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 okay, I can see this, yeah, maybe. It's a bit... I think a couple of her friends would have something to say about it, but it's fine. (laughs) And then, in No Time to Die, it's like, who is this geriatric murderer and his carer? Come on, but but he's shredded at least. He is shredded, but but the lines in his face, Pierre. He's getting like the he, he's getting those like like thin like uh, I don't know how you even describe them. The sort of the 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 tent ropes on his neck, you know the yeah the crow's feet around the Craig's feet around his eyes. <laughs> Daniel Craig's more like Daniel. He's getting <laughs> Daniel Craig. He just he you just sound... looks too old. You sound like and a... it's really weird when they start kissing. When they start when they start kissing, you're like, Ugh, you sound no. like a, you sound like you're from California. Daniel Craig <laughs> or Chelsea or Chelsea Craig. Daniel Um Yeah, he's very craggly, isn't he? But he was craggly when he was young. I think he pre-cragged. That's true. That's true. He's always craggles. But now his craggles have craggles. Yeah. He's craggle yeah. rock. Yeah. There's crags and then hills. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's way too old. He's way. I'm glad this should be his last because he. It's it's there are a couple. I mean, he looks fine for a lot of it, but there are a couple of shots when the light hits his face, just in such a way you go, "Huh!" It's like a close up in SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> All the lines and the pause and yeah, suddenly like his face is more high def and he's like they've like he's done that the old that he's turned old on on the face app thing. He's like, oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's not okay. They never um, they never discuss uh, popular culture, do they, in Bond films? So you never get to see people miss each other's references. 
Yeah, that's true, actually. They never. Yeah, Leia Sado never asks. Last has never never asks Bond what music he's into. Yeah. No one's ever had to explain a meme to Bond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a meme. It's funny, isn't it? Because what world does he live in, really? Because he doesn't like. He interacts with brands. But because he knows about, like, he wants, you know, to drink Bollinger or whatever it is. But he doesn't, like, know about anything else. Like, he, doesn't want, what, he doesn't watch movies or listen to music. He's, he's just sort of either asleep in a, in a... He's asleep in a resort where the bed has got sort of netting on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's sad in a bar or he's running at full sprint. Those are the three things he does. Yeah. Yeah, across the rooftop. Yep. You never, you never see yeah. James Bond just sort of turn on the radio of his magic car just to see what's on, and they're playing, you know, I don't know, the fucking Kinks, and he's like tapping the steering wheel or something. Nothing seems to get to him artistically, does it? No, you're right. He doesn't really appreciate anything except the art of a woman's body. <laughs> That's the only thing he needs to care about. Is that uh, is that more male? Is that like a macho thing to just be like, I I don't consume any media. I am something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, considering how old the books were, I mean, these books were written at a time where, you know, most men thought colors were gay. You know, yeah. I mean, there wasn't very much, there wasn't very much uh, freedom of expression. For the uh, for the quintessential masculine man. Yes, you. It was just a, you. Just you're sort of you're watching your car, and then you you. It's a kind of yeah. people who'd re- describe the Beatles as mop tops. <laughs> Look at these mop topped teens. They need a good haircut, said James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's very. Yeah. It, so much of him is still like fossilized. His DNA is from World War Two completely. I was thinking about like the brands and the cars again. There's a bit in uh, which one is it? I think it's in No Time to Die. Where there's you know there's a car chase and he's driving like a, a Toyota Hilux or something, and he's running away from all these uh, goons in Land Rovers, and it, all the brands are very visible. Toyota, Land Rover, yeah, or maybe the Range Range Rovers, yeah, Toyota Range Rover, and and I'm like ah these companies must have paid a lot to be in there. And then he starts defeating the Range Rovers with his Hilux. And he, you know, bangs into them. And they flip over, they crash, and they smash. And I'm like, oh, would Range Rover be happy with them destroying their cars? Or, like, showing their cars being, like, defeated by a Toyota. (laughs) And and do you think think there's, like, uh, like, subscription levels to the sponsorship in James Bond? Like, if you pay enough, your car will win the fight and will not get a scratch? Like medium range, entry level subscription, you get your face on the on the movie, but your car will get flipped and run into a tree. Yeah. Do you think that the, do you think that they go to the car manufacturers and go, all right, one of you is gonna be the shit car, but still in the film. One of you is gonna not even be in the film. One of you, you know, like it's an auction. Right. Yeah. A bidding war. Or just saying to Toyota, if you pay double, we'll make you the car that wins. And they go, oh, and they do it. 
<laughs> it's amazing. Do you remember what a big yeah. deal it was where Daniel, where James Bond, Daniel Craig's James Bond, drank a beer? Oh right, because it was the first time he had he drank anything other than martini and champagne. Yeah, like up till Daniel Craig, James Bond was kind of like too fancy to drink beer. Oh god, he drinks a bunch. In these, he's like, he's like a dad at a barbecue in in these movies. <laughs> yes, he's in shorts with beers, just kind of uh, loitering. <laughs> Imagine being too posh to drink beer. That's like royal family levels of, oh, a, a lager. Mm. <laughs> There's a moment in Inspector where he wakes up in the middle of the night in his hotel room and because uh, there's a noise and he goes over to check something and he takes a swig of his beer. And all I could think of was, ugh, that beer's warm by now. <laughs> That's all I could think of. I was like, ugh, yeah. he drinks warm beer. Yeah. That's not very gourmet of you, James. He wears Omega watches and drives Aston Martins and he drinks warm beer. <laughs> I don't think so, <laughs> Sam Mendes. <laughs> Try again. Better luck next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still chuckling at the idea of Twitter proofing a script. <laughs> I really like that. It, it sort of... yeah. It's like I can picture someone just like riveting a load of blue metal onto a piece of paper. All oh, right, the Twitter blue, like border a border around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just putting it in. Okay, uh, uh, yeah. Then like uh, patting your hands, like that should do it. That should hold her. Bolting on drag-proof glass. <laughs> <laughs> Dunk. Dunk you can't get dragged steel. onto this. <laughs> this is reply repellent. <laughs> I'd like to see them quote tweet this. <laughs> A while ago, uh. I remember someone saying they sent us something. Anyway, in in the context of whatever they sent us, they were saying, "Oh, they they they'd heard us talk about Twitter on BudPod, so they'd like." They joined so that they could tweet at us. And I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I feel terrible. Yeah, I feel... We did a bad thing, Pierre. I felt bad. I mean, like, they might they might get the, the two-online disease and it'll ruin their brain. Yeah, I don't know. They could have been happy, Pierre. They could have been happy were it not for us. Yeah. We really opened the door to... Open the door to some misery there, I think. And I feel if you're still listening, if you've still survived since whenever that was, I I apologize. Don't don't sign up to anything. Now, I now think of when I think of social media, I think of that Aesop's fable. I think it's an Aesop fable. Of the monkey and the jar. And the jar full of sweets. You know, I because when I started on Instagram, I was like, yeah. I'll just, I'll get on Instagram. It's fun. I'll post a couple of pics and stuff. And now because of my work and because of things I have to promote and get people to try and ask, tell people to come to gigs and stuff, I can't come off it. I can't come off it. I didn't have to join it, but now I can't come off it. Yeah. And it's the main reason why I will not join TikTok because I can't, you know, the temptation is to go, oh, I'll join TikTok, have a look around. And then if it's not for me, I'll get off. Yeah, you can't get off. And... I th I feel like it's like that fable with the monkey in the j jar of sweets and he puts his hand into the jar 
and he grabs a fistful of sweets. But because his fist can't get through the hole in the jar, his hand is stuck in the jar. And all he needs to do is let go of the sweets and his hand will fit back through the, lid, the, the opening in the jar, but he won't let go and his hand is stuck in the jar. And that's what joining a social media platform is like. <laughs> it's putting your hand in a jar of sweets, Pierre. <laughs> you, can't get the, you can't get your hand back out. Unless you let go of those retweets. But you can't. Those resweets. You can't. You can't let go of the resweets. It's a fistful of resweets and you need them. <laughs> do you think um do you think like people who are like retweeted and, and praised quite often on Twitter are just like they're building up a, a, a real like need for like constant reassurance or compliments like little little like little like, ooh little just little yeah. tweet 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 little, little drops of serotonin yeah yep and if they delete the it, ones who like all their retweets are just like socially righteous dunks yeah completely inconsequential but socially righteous dunks but <laughs> this is the world we live in now yeah you know bullshit meaningless worthless horseshit like that and it gets thousands thousands of retweets <laughs> and they must feel so good they must feel so relevant and and clever and kind and of the moment but it's addictive yeah and of the moment present present in our world and but if they deleted it, were they, if they were just like walking around the house, would they just need to just sort of stand in their living room and go, well, it's so it's come to this in this country. Like. <laughs> and then like just saying out loud alone in the living room. Yeah. Or like hoping that someone would hear through the open window and sort of go, yeah. And he just drops his toast on the ground and goes, so this is the UK in the 21st century, is it? <laughs> <sighs> it yeah, he drops his toast on the floor, better side down, and he says, uh, just another day on Prison Island. <laughs> uh, or whatever. Hey, Pierre, did you see, speaking of Prison, um, prison Island, um, a whole bunch of delegate, delegates and leaders are have flown in their private jets to Glasgow to fight climate change. Have you seen that? Yeah, 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 yes. Um, Pretty good stuff. Apart from Putin and, and Xi Jinping. Of course. They're too busy the smoking in the back of the bus. That, oh, the naughty boys, is it? The naughty it. boys haven't turned up. That's it, yeah. But yeah, uh, people have, people have travelled to a place, Phil, in planes. I guess they I guess they had a little choice. There's no other way to get to Prison Island. <laughs> Disease Island, whatever you want to call it. I've I've I will say, thanks to coverage of the Glasgow climate thing, I've heard the word pledge about a million times more than I normally do. <laughs> Big week for the word pledge. Yes, it's rare to to see the word pledge so much outside of a, a house cleaning situation <laughs> yeah you wouldn't it's again it's another one of those words where if someone used it um casually it would make them sound like an insane robot i i wish i wish that the news agreed that instead of pledge they have to use the phrase pinky promise 
Yeah. So like the Prime Minister of India has pinky promised <laughs> to, <laughs> I, <laughs> to be carbon neutral by 2070. Yeah. He's a uh, hundred world leaders have pinky promised today to end deforestation by 2035. It is a significant pinky promise in the history of environmental, uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, solution uh, uh, pinky promises. President Joe Biden has sworn a gazillion times to move away from coal. No take backs, double no take backs times infinity. <laughs> Uh, the most st strongly worded uh, no take back we've ever heard from uh, any US administration. Yeah. <laughs> it would be weird if you were in a pub and someone was, you were like, if I buy a round now, do you pledge to buy me a beer next? Do you pledge to pay <laughs> me back for this? What's mad is that Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson is a central leading figure <laughs> yeah. of this vital absolutely vital international um effort like uh, in 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 this um in that blair and brown documentary they you know they depicted the during the financial crisis when gordon brown and i wasn't aware of the significance and gravity of this but gordon brown yeah. almost single-handedly brought the world together brought the leaders of the world together to uh, commit to sort of essentially like quantitative easing right yeah. and um committing to um, like in, inject cash injections into their economy to get because he's like this is how we get out of it, and he basically saved the world. Yeah, on his own. And now with the climate crisis, we have Boris Johnson. It's like it's like the it's like in your friend group of friends, the one the liability, the one who you know eats fertilizer <laughs> on a dare and. <laughs> gets the most drunk the most quickly every party has been tasked with running a pub quiz and you're like i don't think he should be doing this or they've uh, or they've got like who, who should organize the stag do and they go the guy who would be the worst on the stag do should organize it mm. yeah mm -hmm. the guy the guy who's going to try and de-pants one of the airport staff <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, a total liability. The guy who's the, the guy who's bought everyone's shots at the airport Weatherspoons. Yeah, but it's, but the shots are like, you know, that like that's that's too normal, I think, for a stag do. The shots would be like full of Tabasco or something, <laughs> something where it's like just purely for being horrible. Yeah, it's just for pain, just pure pain. Just having a bad time. Yeah, it is weird for him to sort of stand up and go, wow. And just kind of blather on about this and that in between, I don't know, presumably scuttling back to his room and just having his eighth or ninth wank of the day. In my head, he's kind of just like constantly on the verge of just snapping and fucking whoever's nearest, nearest to him. <laughs> like a circus animal. <laughs> Imagine... It's funny, isn't it, that Gordon Brown is, <laughs> Gordon Brown is this, like, tragic, uh, grumpy <laughs> economic hero. And he, it's sort of like, uh, yeah, this kind of uh, central bank Batman figure who sort of, he saved Gotham, but the people of Gotham, they hate him for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and 
they all ended up sort of you know, they all got angry with him for calling a clearly bigoted woman a bigoted woman. We all knew she was also she was a bigoted woman. <laughs> it was clear to see. Yeah. But he said it, and we're all like, "Well, you're not meant to say it." I say, <laughs> I still remember her um her weird phrasing was um about about Eastern Europeans generally. She had, she hadn't even narrowed it down to which country. <laughs> Just general yeah. Eastern Europeans. She was saying, uh, where are they flocking from? That was her phrasing. Right. Where are they flocking it's from? Classic animalization. Animalization, Pierre. It's a, it's a classic giveaway. But also, like, where are they flocking from? It's like, well, you've just. Where are they stampeding from? <laughs> where have they mated and reproduced? And where are they stampeding from and to? Also, just like, they're saying, she's saying where they're flocking from, and it's like, well, you just called them Eastern Europeans. <laughs> you know where they're flocking from Broadly uh, <laughs> yeah. Albeit in a very general sense, you know Yeah, I'm looking up the transcript um, Of what she said You couldn't point to it on a map, lady But you could point to it on a globe Yeah, you could brush your fingertips across a globe Um mm. I don't think it's happening. Let's. But if, for any podcasts who aren't aware of this story we're talking about, is years ago when uh, towards the end of Gordon Brown's tenure, was he actually on the campaign trail of the the election he lost? That might have been it, right? Um, and he was talking yeah. to some lady somewhere, and she talk, started talking about Eastern European immigrants, and he was still mic'd up in the car afterwards, and he said, oh, "Some she, some bigoted woman." He referred to her as some bigoted woman, and at home I was like, "Yes!" I was fist punching the air. Um, and then she found out, and the news news reporters told her because the, the the crew was still there when they found out he'd said this in the car on the way back, and they just asked her on TV. He just called you a bigoted woman. What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "That's not very nice, the Scottish prick." No, she didn't say that, uh, <laughs> but that would have been narratively perfect. Yeah, it's, uh, there we go. That's what she says. You can't say anything about the immigrants because you're saying that you're. But all these Eastern Europeans, what are coming in? Where are they flocking from? Yeah, there you go. Flocking from. It's so weird. It's just strange. It also it also paints a picture of flying Eastern Europeans. The the word flock. Yeah. It's like they're flapping their wings over here. Eastern Europeans who are, are so hardworking that through sheer force of flap, they can fly. <laughs> <laughs> they're just that hard working yeah he gets in the car that was a disaster they should never have put me with that woman whose idea was that <laughs> oh is this what he said afterwards yeah 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 oh god yeah the trouble is that she wasn't <laughs> that was she wasn't bigoted enough to be described like that and get away with it you're right you're right you're right yeah yeah you're right if she'd if she'd said uh, oh, where are they all coming from? There's loads of them, and they're bad. But, like, the fact that she's saying, oh, where are they all coming from and stuff, you just sort of go, well... Now it seems like she's asking a neutral question. She's not. She's clearly just, like... I don't know if you ever saw any of those interviews with people post-Brexit, but they'll be, like, somewhere that where the entire high street... And this must be very unnerving if you're just an old person who is completely at sea when it comes to any minorly, even vaguely foreign accent. But the, all the high streets mm -hmm. have been revitalized and the only young people with kids and prams are all like Eastern European and it's all Polsky skleps up and down the high street. 
and they're still just like, I'd rather it was nothing in these like rundown towns like Boston or yeah, all these places in the in in outside of the major urban centers. Phil, outside of this bubble you and I live in. Well, to to coin a phrase, it's they're like the Joker, Pierre. Yo, here we go. I they just want to. I just want to watch the whole world, but it, it's about sending a message. <laughs> it's not about the high streets. It's about sending a message. Yeah, as they set fire to a mountain of their own money. <laughs> Brexit so far has been like a real monkey's poor wish. Mm-hmm. Just like huge vote for Brexit in Kent. Now they're full of car parks and lorries and, and turds on the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> Huge vote for Brexit in Cornwall. Now all the fishing stuff's completely fucked up. Huge vote for Brexit in the Northeast. Like, it's every, everyone who went for it the most is being, is being like diddled by it the most, it seems. That's what I call social justice. <laughs> That's my social justice, Pierre. Do you think it'll ever be finished? Or is this the rest of our lives where people have to have arguments about fucking haddock quotas and queues of lorries and, oh, the shelves. People going on about the shelves. Is this forever now? Yeah, it'll just be slow negotiation and pissing about until we get back to something vaguely close to what we already had for free. That's, that's all it'll be. Yeah. And, it, and, and it'll then take ages. Yeah, and there'll, there'll be a few like weird new things. Like in 10 years, we'll kind of wake up and go, huh, all the, t- uh, all the lettuce is actually from um, Libya. That's interesting. <laughs> I swear it all used to be Spanish lettuce. Country of origin. Sp- oh, well. And that'll be it. That'll be the one. Or like... Uh, have, or there's, have you been... Um... There's, there's a lot of Belarusian lager in the shops, isn't there? Something mad like that. <laughs> oh, man. That was like... <laughs> I remember at like peak, peak lockdown and uh, lockdown one... You remember when pasta was gone? Oh, yeah. You remember when there was no pasta left? And, like, my supermarket started, like, bringing in, like, <laughs> like brands of pasta you'd never seen in your life. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, yeah, it was like Lithuanian pasta. They made, I don't, what? Where is this? I didn't know they made pasta in Lithuania. It's going to be like that. Although I have quite liked, I don't, have, you, have you experienced many empty shelves? The, the super, one of my supermarkets is, like, Quite often, and more than more often than not, now has got empty shelves, and I'm kind of like good because I eat so much. Yeah, I go in and the, and the supermarket supermarkets going, you've had enough, and I'm like, you know what, fair play co-op. <laughs> this is the only cure to to the Western obesity crisis. <laughs> is <laughs> imagine if the obesity crisis in the UK is solved because of Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Stopping a big lorry of ice cream at, at Dover, saying they uh, 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 they ain't had enough. Turn around. <laughs> Those fuckers don't need any help. Turn this goddamn lorry around. It's a death trap. <laughs> I went to a supermarket at the height of lockdown one, where the pasta had all run out. But there was loads of pasta left. But no one, everyone else was too short to see it. It was just on the top shelf. Oh great! Tall privilege. Tall privilege. Well, it was all it was all like moderately niche shapes, but again, like I love that though, Pierre, because that that is like proper that is proper like Serengeti 
evolutionary advantage. Yes, that's I mean that true. that is like it's so it's so <laughs> sort of animalistically satisfying when you encounter something in modern life where you go, I'm advantaged here because of a physical trait. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm 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 eating tonight because I can literally see the fruits on the higher branches of the tree. Yeah, I could I could reach these leaves and they couldn't. <laughs> That's yeah, true. The physical trait thing never comes up really day to day. The wild pear will eat tonight because he can see the fusilli on the top shelf. <laughs> Just uh, eating it out of the bag like a horse. <laughs> crunching down the dry yeah. fusilli. Yeah, just crunching it and intermittently looking from left to right for predators and then returning to the bag. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is the solution, the, 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 the supply chain diet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't eat anything that has to come to you in a lorry. That's the weird little diet rule. In ladies' magazines yeah. that are going to be promoting this, I've um I I I tried out recently um you, you know these uh grocery delivery apps are becoming quite popular. Oh yes, I've seen loads of them advertised. There's been an absolute storm of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're really they're they're coming up. It's it's like it's like it's like when Uber started. Yeah. It's like all these deals and stuff. It's like, please, it's a good idea. We promise. <laughs> oh, please, we need to show our shareholders this this interest. Please, eighty uh, percent off. Eighty percent off. <laughs> yeah. We'll bring you one tube of toothpaste, absolutely free. We don't care. Um, but it it's the most. All these people on bicycles delivering stuff makes you feel at once like you're in the twenty first century and nineteen thirties Britain. Yeah, everything's been delivered by bicycle. Yeah. By a boy on a bicycle. I'm getting all my, my groceries teleported to me by a guy on a bike, but he's wearing like a kind of movie from the 80s set in the future wristband that tells him where to go. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Like a magical digital ordering wristband. So it's kind of dystopian at the same time. The tone of the adverts... You it was amazing. Sorry, it was amazing getting these. Like It took like, honestly, it was 20 minutes from ordering it on my phone to them delivering it, to, like ending up on my doorstep. Um, and it's the most lazy I think I've ever felt in my life. Ooh. And that's big. That's a quite an accomplishment. I was gonna say, it's yeah. like here is the shopping you could have done. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, here's the shopping you could have done faster than you could ever have done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. It's it's here faster than if you'd run through the supermarket like footage from the early part of a zombie apocalypse film, just going ah, 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 just sweeping things into your basket. <laughs> but I also thought we're, we're sort of we're tending towards we're approaching, I think, full delivery traffic. By which I mean every vehicle on the road, or like I think we're going to hit like eighty percent of vehicles on the road are delivering something. Yeah, to someone. Because pretty soon they're, they're, they're moving enough out of our cars. You know, London's just expanded its ULES uh, zone. They want us out of our cars. But at the same time, 
the number of delivery-based services is going up. So we're going to hit like... It'll be like the Minority Report with all those cars on the floating highways, but it's just delivery bicycles. <laughs> cycling, you know in, I mean? cycling in the air like E.T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then everyone's going to be like, God, all this traffic from delivery, what if we all just put it in one place and you came and bought it? <laughs> and people go, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah. It's arranged in shelves like some kind of book library. But it's, it's like a library of food. That's right. Yeah, yeah. What? And I just, I walked here from my house and wow, it has everything. <laughs> and you saw, you, 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 you pick the bags up yourself instead of being handed them to so you're cutting out the middleman. You're cutting out the, the bicycle boy. Yeah. You're cutting out the middleman. It's straight, it's straight from supermarket to consumer. We're no longer will we the nation be held hostage by these goddamn bicycle boy unions. <laughs> yeah, that's it's all gonna boomerang back, isn't it? In like a hundred years, maybe. Yeah. I always think like, how fit are those guys? Because all they do is cycle around and bring people takeaways. It must be torturous. They're just exercising while taking everyone food. They're. Their gooch and scrotum must be glowing like the fucking rod in the Simpsons intro. <laughs> From just friction. Just friction. <laughs> just constantly, constant cycling. I mean, what the hell? They've, I'm surprised the Deliveroo team don't win the fucking Tour de France every year. Uh. I think I think next time like there's a big big uh, there's a Tour de France as uh, a publicity stunt like Deliveroo should cycle water up to the athletes yeah. Yeah. so they cycle they catch up with them and hand them water and say thank you and then they sort of hang you know they just drop drop back yeah or they like uh... I think I'd be good in advertising Pierre you know I think I'd be like a Don Draper figure. I think I can do adverts. It's so it's so easy to make a good advert. I reckon that 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 deliver that bicycle ad. I think that's good. that would win me the advertising award. Definitely, of yeah. Twenty one. I think, yeah. I I don't know why adverts aren't better because they are so expensive to make. They cost hundreds of thousands of millions of pounds, and mm -hmm. mostly they're bad. Yeah, yeah. And then someone will do one that's sort of like witty enough that you watch it and you go ha, ha, ha. oh that's pretty good and it'll be like we win all these awards and the per that company will get like a 10 billion dollar contract with some huge firm and you think what that's like a sketch adverts <laughs> are just sketches yeah we should get into it yeah or, or like I mean, Deliveroo should ent definitely enter a team anyway because then they could just like if they won they could like they could they could showboat by winning and, and like having the takeaway order of the people who come second ready for them. <laughs> wow, they won the race and with big green square backpacks on the whole time. Yeah, it's full of terrible aerodynamics. <laughs> 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 
Um, shall we uh, read some correspondence? Yes. 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 Deliver that to me. Ring letters, emails, emails, phone calls, emails, phone calls, phone calls, uh, greetings, Pierre and Phil. Louis, I think we have you had a Louis before because I think I've sung the Louis song before. I think so. Hmm. Not many Louis. I wonder if it's the same Louis. Yeah, it could. Yeah, loyal Louis. Loyal Louis. I shall dispense. What was that? Uh, I don't remember. Anyone who hasn't heard it, go back and find the episode where Phil does the tongue twister that he makes up about. Charlie Chunks or something. It still makes me laugh. Oh, God, yeah. Charlie Chunks. Yeah. And then you just broke down after a few more. <laughs> Charlie. What was I trying to do? Charlie Chunks chose a, <laughs> chose a chapel to change his um, tune. I can't remember. Um, oh, yeah. We were just trying to come up with tongue twisters on the fly, weren't we? Yeah. Louis loves listening to lovely Louis loves listening to to lovely there's nothing lovely lullabies that was quite easy that was pretty good so it's toilet roll tat is the subject line okay says, I shall dispense with the customary lavatorial introductions because, as the attached content of this missive makes clear, I'm quite literally shitting as I send this. And, of course, one can have too much of a good thing. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> lavatorial Louis in the loo. Lavatorial Louis loves l- lying in the loo. Loves letting loose logs. Lovely, letting logs loose in the loo. Yeah, horrible. Um... Just thought I would share a bit of toilet paper wackaging tat from down here in New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. Um, we may have little of COVID, but alas, we have uh, crapulous commercial cuntitudes are as prevalent here as anywhere else. Koji, if you've got them, boys. I like that. Louis. <laughs> um, so. Want, yeah. Uh, it is the back of a toilet roll package, Phil. The back of a toilet roll package, okay. Yeah, a pack of six. So it's not on the roll itself. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on the big old bag. Um, and there's an incredibly cheerful 3D toilet roll on, with little legs and arms and a face. Mm-hmm. And he is absolutely beaming and poking out from behind a random circle. Just a circle. <laughs> and the circle says, softness and strength you can trust. Yeah. Um, and then there is a paragraph of absolute gibberish. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of as if the the cheerful Lou Roll is kind of poking his head around a mad abstract logo circle and just sort of telling you this as you're shitting. Okay. So he says, my fans reckon... I'm, I'm going to say the words that are in bold and in different colors, I'm going to say slightly louder. Okay. <laughs> My fans reckon I'm a big softie. <laughs> and they're right. With my 
Thick embossed tissue, I'm as soft and gentle as a cloud. <laughs> While still being super strong and reliable. I also stand strong on the important things, like protecting our environment, supporting our community, and providing jobs for Kiwis. Yes, as in New Zealanders, not uh, hairy fruits. Uh, yes, I think I think the the cheerful toilet roll is being um, economically nationalist there. <laughs> but I'm better than all these foreign toilet rolls. Yeah, who who are who? You, they might be soft and gentle as a cloud, but are they still super strong and reliable like this guy? <laughs> With my thick embossed tissue, that that sounds like something you don't want to hear after. An MRI. Ooh, I'm afraid yeah. there's some thick embossed tissue uh, which will have to be removed. <laughs> I'm afraid uh, what we found will create a lot of work for Kiwis. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they sort of go, what, what could possibly be happening? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, wow, it's worse, worse than I thought. This is. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to New Zealand and have some kind of specifically Kiwi surgery. Who knows? <laughs> um, okay, so... Let's see who else. Uh, Return of the Tat Whisperer is the subject line of this one. Oh, yes. I wonder if I can... I wonder if I can still Tat Whisper. I haven't Tat Whispered in a while. Yeah. Um, so it's from Megan... Megan, we beggin' for you to tell us your email. Megan says, To my perfect pick of poopy political podcasters, P. Masters, Philip Pierre. Very nice. That's a good tongue twister. Um, that is good. Uh, she says, This was advertised to me recently as I surfed the world wide web. Um, my inner monologue read it as Pierre, hesitating to hear how Phil would complete each part. I now realize this means I quite possibly have a bud pod addiction problem, but I also thought it would be great to hear the return of the Tat Whisperer. Yes, let's, let's try it. Let's do it. Okay. It's quite a long piece of tat burned into planks of wood. Okay. <laughs> so let's see if we can make this work. Okay, so. Okay. Uh, Let me just warm up. Prosecco, Prosecco. Okay. Um, okay, first, so it's, it's, it's sort of short bursts of sentences. Okay, classic stuff. Yeah. Life is what? Life is something. Life, life is, are, are, are these sentences connected to one another? Does it run from? Only, only by, um, saccharine sentiment. Life is wonderful. Always close. <sighs> Life is wondrous. No, you're closer with wonderful. Is it one word? Yeah. Life is closer with wonder. Life is wonder? No, no. Life is beautiful. Beautiful. I almost did beautiful. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Um, 
Collect what, not what? Collect friends, not money. Ooh, I mean, that's it's exactly the right sentiment. Oh, collect... Um, oh, collect love, not things. Ooh, it's not things is correct. Collect what, okay, not okay. things. Okay, okay. Collect memories. Collect memories, not things. Oh, I'll give you that. It's moments. I'll give you that. Ah, moments. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Collect moments, yeah. not things. Mm. <laughs> Collect I moments. love this, it's so fun Huh? Collect moments, moments not, things. not things Just live in a cave With your moments You own nothing Live in an empty barn with moments Eat moments, sleep on moments <laughs> Live in a shack with your memories <laughs> um. Feed your children with memories <laughs> And moments Pay your bills with thoughts and and memories. <laughs> okay, this is quite a this is a longer sentence. Be someone who makes blank blank feel like blank. Be someone who makes blank blank feel like blank. Be someone who makes stupid losers feel like heroes. <laughs> Be someone who makes. Uh, I will say that the bit that says blank blank should really just be one word. It's actually like quite. Doesn't need to be written like this, but. Oh, okay. It could be one word, really, but they've used two where one will do. Ah! Be someone who makes everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, feel like someone. Yeah, everybody feel like somebody! <laughs> Yes! 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 Everybody feel like somebody. Yep, great, great. For some reason, they've written it as be someone, be someone who makes everybody else feel like somebody. Oh, that makes no sense at all. Everybody, I, I guess everyone aside from you, but that that is the presumption. If you say it makes everybody feel something, yeah, it's the presumption, and also they're really missing a trick of being able to go be somebody who makes everybody feel like somebody. If you said, "Oh my my," that Frank's weird. He makes everybody feel uncomfortable. You 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 go, oh, including himself. No, everybody else. He makes everybody else feel. Like, <laughs> you, you'd assume, you know, you'd assume that yeah. he didn't make himself. <laughs> You wouldn't say, yeah, uh, Frank makes everybody else feel like somebody, starting with, with him. With him. <laughs> as long as he does it to himself first. So. Um, no beauty shines brighter than that of what? Three words. Wow. No beauty shines brighter than that of... Than that of love and kindness. Ooh, okay, I'll narrow it down for you. You got the right idea, though. No beauty shines brighter than that of ah, blank, blank. Oh, no beauty shines brighter than that of a beautiful soul. Oh, you're so close. Ah, oh, no beauty shines brighter <laughs> than that of a... A kind heart. Oh, it's a good heart. Oh, he's got it.
Um, always believe that something what is going to what? Always believe that something amazing is going to happen. Wonderful, but yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We're always believe that something wonderful. wonderful is going to always happen. Always believe. Always. Always, always, always. If you're in the middle of a forest fire and you can't get out, please believe that you must, all, even then, believe that something wonderful is going to happen. Yeah. And collect the moment. If you're, if you're in the vice-like grip of the jaws of a grizzly bear and you have no phone signal and you're at the top of a mountain and no one can hear you scream, you must believe that something wonderful is about to happen. Just try to remember the moment. Hmm? Try and be in the moment as this bear crushes your femur. Yeah. Okay, so here's a, uh, don't count the blank, but make the blanks count. Ooh. Don't count the don't. blanks, Phil, just, but make the blanks count. Don't count the failures, but make the failures count. That would be better than this. <laughs> That's actually a good piece of advice. This is just oh, oh, of course. Don't count the minutes. Make the minutes count. Uh, give it, it's days. I'll give you that. Days. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like I minutes, though. That's ramping it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's like an Asian parent, really. <laughs> the minutes count. <laughs> Every minute counts of the day. Don't count the minutes, but if you do, count them correctly. <laughs> uh, do what you blank and blank what you do. Do what you love and love what you do. Yeah, you got it. Yes. This one is quite odd and um, possibly possibly cancelable, maybe. Maybe at the extreme end. Oh, interesting. Life okay. begins at the end of your blank blank. <laughs> Big dick. <laughs> it's always cancelable. Life begins. Life begins at the end of your blank blank. Blank blank cancelable. Very like if you really pushed your interpretation of it. Right. Right. Okay. Life begins at conception. <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> Life begins at the end of your conception. Like, oh, this tat is... Uh... Yeah, it's taking a turn. Okay, let me try this one more, one more time. Life begins at the end of your... 40th birthday. <laughs> Comfort I'm not zone. sure. I'm going to have to... Oh, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit harassy. Yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit HR tribunal. This. Yeah. Life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Life. I'm not comfortable with this. That means that life is beginning. That's what life's all about, baby. <laughs> Read the sign. Life. Life begins at the end Read. of your comfort zone, he said as he accelerated to 30 over the speed limit and locked the door. <laughs> Horrible. 
Um, do more of what makes you blank and blank. Do more of what makes you uh, nervous and afraid. <laughs> Happy and joyful, but still, yes. Happy and joyful, do more of what... Right, okay. So, life begins at the end of your comfort zone, but also do what makes you happy and joyful. Yeah. Yeah, do everything, in other words. Yeah. The things that you're scared of, the things that you're not scared of, things you know make you happy, the things you don't know yet might make you happy. Do everything. Stuff that you know makes you uncomfortable. Do that, too. Imagine, yeah. Im- imagine having to be told to do what more of what makes you happy and joyful. <laughs> I think for most people... Oh, this feels good. I guess I won't do this again. Yeah. Wait, there's another way. (laughs) God, that was delicious. Oh, well, can't ever have pizza again in my life. (laughs) Have I got some news for you? Um, Okay, the last two bits. Mistakes are proof that you are what? Stupid. <laughs> Mistakes are proof that you are trying. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh. Uh, okay, and the final one. You will never regret being what? Yourself. Oh, it's close, but think even stupider. Oh. <laughs> you will never regret being you. No, it's think think more can Again, you will never regret. What the what's more than yourself? Never regret being more. Never regret being more um, brilliant. <laughs> it's pretty close. You will never regret being kind. Ugh. How? Yeah, I don't regret letting that murderer into my house because he said he needed a glass of water. Yeah. I don't regret that. It's a happy, joyful moment where I was outside my comfort zone. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you. Thank you for putting the Tat Whisperer back through his paces. Yes. He's a bit rusty, but... Still pretty good. I think there's still... Yeah, there's still some life in the old dog yet. Yeah. Uh, It says... Megan says, may the Koji be with you. P.S. Where would you even begin with making everybody else feel like somebody? Uh, (laughs) uh, P.P.S. I've definitely regretted being kind. Uh, Yes, exactly. And because we're very behind on correspondence, uh, looking forward to hopefully finally seeing Phil in September in Taunton. So hopefully that she did. Wow, that is behind. That is very behind. And hopefully you, you did. Hopefully you did. Hopefully you did. Well, and I hopefully I put you out of your comfort zone with my material, <laughs> and that you found it joyful. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Enjoy. Have a good one. Have a good Goodbye. one. Goodbye. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. shopify.com slash work.